trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Happy Grammys, Shelby. <laughs> the scammies, more like it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so much drama behind the scenes, in front of the scenes. The whole thing was just like a hot mess. Yeah. I can't wait to try to pick it apart. I was really hoping we were going to skip it this year because I hate the Grammys. I don't think I've been entertained watching the Grammys ever. But there's nothing else in theaters, nothing else um, to talk about that we haven't already discussed on TV. So here we are. Just a sad January edition of PS3 Wrong. But honestly, like if we had to talk about the Grammys, this I feel like was a good year to talk (laughs) about them. There's so much stuff like happening. The it this wasn't like a clean show where it was like, oh yay, some like musical guests and some people won some awards. Like, no, this was a <laughs> slow crawl of death to the end. And yeah. everything that could go wrong did behind the stage, on the stage, with the presenters, <laughs> with the awards given out, during the performances, like <laughs> so many problems to address. Yes. I mean, this was also riddled with bad press beforehand because basically 10 days before um, the Grammys, the president stepped down and issued a suit against the Academy, uh, citing a bunch of (laughs) allegations about sexual misconduct, the boys club atmosphere, the voting process, the... um, the rigged results. It was a lot. It was 40 pages of just scandal that everyone was just, oh man, Grammys are canceled. And yet they they continued on. Well, and not to be outdone, the the Academy then came out with their statement that was like, no, we didn't fire her. Well, because yeah. she submitted, <laughs> she I guess she submitted like an internal proposal of some variety or memo mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. all of these issues, like saying that she wanted to address them. And then she was fired shortly <laughs> after. So then she released a statement like to the public or this lawsuit saying like, here are all of these reasons why I was fired. Well, then the Academy came out with a statement and said, no, that's not why she was fired. She's fired because she's actually an abusive boss and was like really <laughs> cruel to her employees. So now they're sort of like, uh, they're going at it in the press of like, no, you're the worst. No, you're <laughs> the worst. So it's it was very yeah. interesting. And then like a bunch of acts dropped out in solidarity with this woman um, for the for the show yeah it was just like so much stuff going on yeah i mean the grammys have been riddled with this sort of complaints for a while i mean famously in 2018 the then president neil portnow said oh women just need to step up because that was the year that there were no major women there are no women in the major categories and so that got a lot of heat he eventually announced that he would not be renewing his contract. So he stepped down in July 2019. And that's when Deborah Dugan stepped in as the president of the Recording Academy. And so she was only present as the chief executive for the last, I guess, six or seven months before this whole scandal. And so, I mean, everyone, every fan base has been like, the Grammys have been a hot mess for a long time. I feel like we've talked about it on our podcast where it's like none, oh, of yeah. these, none of these make any sense. Like these snubs are just shocking. Like the people they award are just so out of touch that it just shows that the voting academy is so out of touch with what real music is. So it's not like anyone was surprised by um, Deborah's 
accusations. It all kind of fit the bill, it seemed. Um, so I think most most people believe her, take her word for it. But it's it was a lot. There was a lot going on. Accusations of rape, sexual harassment from male execs. And then, of course, all this scandal about the voting process itself and the riggedness of the Grammys. So <laughs> I don't yes. even know how to break it down. So I did a bunch of research on the Grammy voting process, which I always find it interesting, like how these different award shows do their voting, because like the biggest award show is obviously the Oscars. And for all of the complaints about the Oscars, their voting process is like a very straightforward and I think does make a lot of sense where like the individual... Uh, guilds vote on their nominees. So, like, let's say you're a sound editor, you vote on the nominees for sound editing. Whoever gets right. the most votes, those top five get nominated, and then sort of everybody can vote in the final round, yeah. which makes sense. The way that the <laughs> Recording Academy works is that, well, first off, instead of like 20 some categories like the Oscars, they have 84 categories, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. The, the, Academy can vote on nominees. They can vote in as many as 15 of the categories plus an adi- plus the main four of song of the year, record of the year, album of the year and best new artist. So the so these people can vote up on up to 15 categories and they submit like, you know, who they want to be their nominees. So then they come into the Academy and you would think that they would just be like tabulated and then whoever gets the most votes are the nominees, but that's not how it works. Those amounts of votes get reviewed by the nomination review committee, which looks at like between the top 15 to 20 vote getters and then decides among them on what the final nominees will be. So like something could get the most nominations And they could theoretically say, well, we don't want this to have like we don't are the most votes. And they could say, well, we don't want to nominate this for best album of the year. We're going to nominate something else and pick something different. (laughs) So it's not like who gets the most votes. It's just of the people who do get the most votes, which ones do they want to nominate? And Mm -hmm. so part of the accusation that Deborah is bringing forth in her suit is that the people on these nomination review committees who are people within the music industry have ulterior motives. They're being pressured by different recording studios or by different artists. Like, oh, we need to kind of fudge this a little bit if we want certain artists to come or if we want them to perform or we don't want like all universal record people nominated. So we're going to kind of like spread the wealth. And so people who had tentatively been on that nomination list then got bumped off for other different types of people, (laughs) which Looking at the nominees for, you know, the last however many years, I think that does make sense because there are always some weird things that are on there that you think, huh? And some things that should be on there that aren't there. Yeah. Another interesting facet is that the Academy, the Recording Academy, is only 22% female. So that's like (laughs) the vast majority is male. And the vast majority of these people are old white people. And... In an industry like film, I think you can look at an older group of people in an academy and sort of make a little bit of a pitch for like, yes, 
people at all different ages are making movies like the like movies are being watched by people of all different kinds of ages like it sort of makes sense that there would be some older people music though is a weird industry where basically once you turn like 35 you can't make hit songs anymore like it's just sort of not possible for whatever reason (laughs) nobody listens to music from older people it's like clearly an ageism thing (laughs) but because you don't have to look at the person to listen to the song but that's just how it is like music is a very youth oriented field like none of these nominees are old they're all young people who's listening to this music mostly young people and yet for whatever reason all of the people deciding on these nominees are like very out of touch 75 year old white guys so it's strange that like they're putting together the nominations which i think also contributes to why some of these wins or nominees are just so out of left field yeah, no, it's a. It seems like a hot mess, and I think uh, this sort of finally gives us the details on like why exactly the system doesn't work. Because yeah, it's like people who are being nominated can end up on the voting teams, and like people who want they want to perform will get a nomination just to guarantee they'll be there, and it's all just kind of a kind of a mess, and. Um, I think more and more people, especially these fandoms, like last year, Ariana Grande was snubbed and wasn't allowed to perform. And her fans all were like, what a what a scam. What a joke. Like, this is a hot mess. I mean, Beyonce has been snubbed historically through the years. And like, oh, yeah. And so it's just kind of I just feel like the Grammys are just losing their prestige. I mean, even obviously I'm a Taylor Swift stan. She was supposed to perform. She was supposed to attend. And then she backed out after this along with Beyonce and Jay-Z. And uh, I don't know if anyone else did. But even Taylor Swift in her documentary, she talks about how not being nominated for a Grammy for rep last year. I guess a couple of years ago now. No, maybe it was last year. But that was like so sad to her. Like she just thought the Grammys meant everything and it motivated her to go back and like really want to do something great. And yet even now she's like, wait, this isn't even like a prestigious show anymore. Like I don't even want to show up this year, even though I was nominated for three things. And so I feel like this inevitably, hopefully will will kind of push people to reexamine why the Grammys holds this prestigious um aura like and something has to change and like yes the recording academy said something will change but like will anything actually change because they fired the woman who tried to change things so it'll be interesting to see the grammy's legacy after this point because i kind of feel like it's just hit this boiling point where it's either gonna fall apart or it has to just renew itself somehow well it's so weird because there are all of these different music awards there's the billboards there's the amas there's the video music awards there's the grammys and all of them sort of like some of them are fan voted some of them are decided by random people but they all sort of feel like such a crapshoot and that they're (laughs) not actually acknowledging the things that sort of like as a consensus people think should be you know rewarded that you lose faith in it and i feel like artists really don't put any stock in to it where something like the Emmys or the Oscars it feels like a lot of the times the stuff that's getting nominated the stuff that's winning even if you might squabble with it like has an air of like okay this is prestige or like this is a group like you can see why a group of people would want to vote for something where 
yeah, the Grammys, it's just like, who knows why some of these people are here or why they're left out? Yeah. It's like, it's strange, even the reasoning from like category to category where somebody shows up in album of the year and you think, okay, well, if they're nominated in album of the year and they're a country artist, then their country <laughs> album should also be nominated for country album of the year. But then they might not be in that category. Yeah. And it's like, well, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And it's all just like, it's there's too many awards. People are winning awards on the red carpet. Like you have no idea what's going on. What's the difference between song of the year versus record of the year? It's like there's a lot of lack of clarity with the Grammys that it's just like you don't really know what you're rooting for. So people end up watching for the performances. And um, but even this year, I mean, the Grammys took a hit. I think this was the lowest lowest numbers of the Grammys watched ever. And breaking the 2018 record, which was their original horrible low, and it lost millions of viewers. I'm sure part of that was just, I mean, it was a sad day. This was the day Kobe Bryant had died. It was taking place in the Staples Center. So all kind of awkward and weird. And a lot of people, I mean, even Chrissy Teigen was like, it's weird that we're here. People on the red carpet were like, I don't know how to like talk in this interview right now. Alicia Keys was hosting the event and made mention of Kobe Bryant's legacy and the tragedy. And she ended up doing a great performance with Boys to Men. Um, but then otherwise, the whole thing just felt like kind of slapped together and weirdly messy and not there's no rhythm or flow to the Grammys. Well, the Emmys, which also have a million categories, <laughs> yeah. do a good job of like, okay, there's the Emmys and then there's the Creative Arts Emmys. So yes. whenever they're not airing at the origi- at the Emmys, primetime Emmy ceremony that's televised, get given out at this Creative Arts Emmys. So it's like, you know which categories are when, and there are actually two separate ceremonies. So if you're nominated right. for a Creative Arts Emmy, you have the ceremony, it's just not televised. Where with these Grammys, I out of the 85 categories, I think they only gave awards out to like nine of them at the ceremony, which was three and a half hours <laughs> long. So it's like what, like they could definitely give out a lot more there. And, but there's, yeah, there's so many categories. And then there's not an actual like ceremony necessarily. So people are just kind of like finding out willy nilly. They're like, oh, I was driving to pick up my <laughs> yeah. daughter and I found out that I won a Grammy for, you know, some weird yeah. subject. It's so it's so just weird. so strange. There's like spoken word. There's all these different like um, bluegrass and like weird categories that are so niche. It's like we need to strip some of these down <laughs> or move some of these to a different show or something. It's just so bizarre. Oh, yeah. I just had no fun watching this. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it was long. And I guess let's get into like the actual performances of it. There were yeah. so many performances, like 20 maybe, like like yeah, they just kept coming. I think over 20. Like you just you kept thinking this has to be getting to the end. This has to be getting to the end. And then the next commercial break it'd be like <laughs> and still coming up and it would list five new people that you didn't know were performing. And mm. another question I have is like how do they pick who gets to perform and who doesn't get to perform. Because as I was watching this show, I was like, okay, well, maybe it's all the people who are like best solo (laughs) album or best whatever. No, it's like some people from the record of the year, some people from song of the year, some people are nominated for lots of things who don't get to perform. But it's also not like only the big names perform because there's random people who aren't big (laughs) names who are performing. Or who aren't nominated. 
Yes, there's people who fully aren't nominated at all, aren't there for anything who are performing. There's weird <laughs> tributes to people, and it's hard to determine, like, who gets a tribute, who doesn't get a tribute, why are we getting a tribute? It's just, like, so many weird performances. And I think if you cut, like, half of them and just added some more awards, it would honestly be a lot better ceremony. Because I was getting, like, fatigue of just watching <laughs> there's so many people come out and do songs and this year was like a lot of ballads like it was a lot of low energy songs like yes there were some exceptions but i feel like there's a point where you had like camila cabello doing a ballad you had demi lovato doing a ballad and you had all these like slow songs that you're just like oh man my energy is just depleted and now i have to watch fka twigs dance through this like prince tribute like i don't know what's happening anymore you know i don't want to spend too much time on these but like if we just sort of like go through them quickly it's like okay lizzo does an opening number which is high energy and she plays a flute like great then we get the boys to men alicia keys tribute to kobe bryant like that needed to happen yeah very beautiful then we get to Third performance of the night, Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani. (laughs) As far as I could tell, neither of them were nominated for anything. They're, like, famous, but it's not like it's a popular song. Like, why did they get the third musical number of the evening (laughs) for them to sing this song that nobody knows? It's like they're this weird couple. People are, like, people think that we like. Like, I feel like older people think like wow what an odd couple like you have the country star and the pop star (laughs) like let's slap them on the grammy stage and see the magic and it's just like there's no magic there to be seen like i'm sorry i just i don't feel anything when i see them together and i mean like compared to some of these acts we got coming up yes they sure sure (laughs) put them on the list like have them here but have them go third what (laughs) so then we get the alicia keys like what i think was supposed to be like the (laughs) opening number kind of thing where she sings a parody to that um lewis capaldi song someone you loved that's sort of like about who's there and what's going on or whatever but at this point it's like a half hour into the thing they still haven't given out any awards but it's (laughs) weird weird that she's doing this like welcome to the show number after we've already had three full songs go and it's like it was also just awkward it was just like a stream of consciousness like it was just this weird piano riff like i i don't know if it was it would have ever worked but it was definitely weirdly placed can we touch down just for a second to discuss alicia keys's host like she's done this before (laughs) do we think she's good I don't know. I mean, I don't know why the Grammys have a host necessarily. Like it just, I don't, like, I don't know. I, it just feels different than like having the Grammys host or the Oscars host. Like I've never seen a Grammy host do anything important is what I'm saying. So I don't know why she's there. I don't feel any special way towards her negatively or not. So she did fine. Because the thing is, there's lots of introductions and lots of songs that she's not introducing. Right. So (laughs) when she does come out and then just be like, oh, and here's, you know, Blake (laughs) Shelton, it doesn't feel like she's necessary. Like we could have just come back from commercial break and have the stage go up and there's Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani. 
So, yeah, and she's kind of, like, rambly and a little, like, hippy-dippy. <laughs> like, was she smoking something backstage <laughs> at some point? Like, she's fine, and I liked her energy. And I honestly thought she did a good job with, like, the navigating the Kobe Bryant of it all. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like, I don't understand what the appeal to her as a host is that we're like, yeah, bring her back again. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean... I don't know. That piano number was a whole head scratcher for me, but I'm glad she she got to express herself <laughs> in couplets. So then we get a Jonas Brothers number, which like, okay, <laughs> make that makes sense. They're nominated for some things and also like they're famous, so yes. sure. Then we get a Tyler the Creator slash Boys to Men yeah. number, which was very weird, but <laughs> I don't know. He's nominated for something. He is popular. Like, right. Just because it was he's a bunch of people. Thing. Right. He's doing something that's working for somebody. <laughs> yeah. So like if I had to cut half the performances, he still would not be in the half that I would cut. <laughs> There's enough other things here that could go. So then we get to the Usher tribute with Prince, yeah. which also stars FKA Twigs, but she doesn't sing. She just no, pole dances. Not. Yeah. <laughs> Even though she's nominated, right? Or was she not this year? I don't Maybe. remember. But she's a singer. So it's like, Honestly, why yes. wasn't she singing? I just kept waiting for her to sing a part of this tribute. But she doesn't. And afterwards, she tweeted that she it wasn't that she didn't want to. It was that she was never asked. And so that also just is not a good look for the Grammys at this, at this point of um, being accused of maybe silencing or uh ignoring female artists in favor of their favorites or whatever so well but the weird thing was like so it's a tribute to prince that's like a number (laughs) of prince songs usher is like you know singing kind of dressed like prince kind of dancing like prince she's doing a pole dance off to like the (laughs) side which yes like usher was in the movie that involved strippers this year that like hustlers which was a great scene but like was prince like was he known yeah. for performing with strippers i was i didn't get the connection like why we needed yeah. a pole dancer yeah no i feel like that was just one of many wtf moments for me then the next step is camila cabello who i also don't think is nominated this year who's mm. just performing this song which they kept teasing all night like Camila Cabello gonna perform for her man like she's got something new that she needs to say to her guy turns out she it's this song that's like a clear vibe for every daddy daughter dance for the <laughs> history of life where he she's like singing this song about her father her father's in the front row she's like slowly Aww. walking towards him the whole last chorus she's like standing directly in front of him he's <laughs> weeping I felt so awkward through the whole thing and was yeah. like what is going on it felt yeah. like way too like personal for yeah. us to be watching. So did Offset, I think. They immediately like cut to the crowd and he was just staring straight at the camera with this like what just happened look. Like it was a very Jim Halpert the office moment, which you wouldn't get, but And and yeah, you know, whatever, <laughs> the office. It was bleh. And you think, okay, Camila Cabello not nominated. She's here to promote whatever this song is. This is the end of her. Oh no, she'll be back. Like, don't you worry. She'll be back again before long. The next song we have is this Tanya Tucker Brandy Carlisle song. Yeah. Which is like country music. This woman was like seven thousand years old singing. <laughs> um it was like the Crypt Keeper come out. 
so disrespectful. Had you ever heard of this person? I had not. Well, no, but I'm not a country person, so I'm not going to disrespect the country artists. Like, I'm sure she was important to people. That was the vibe I was getting. Sure. Okay, fine. <laughs> we'll go with it. Okay, now we get to another actual legitimately, like, this is correct that this person is performing. Ariana Grande has a performance yes. where she performs Seven Rings and Thank You Next. However, I think there was some... Oh, yes. But there was some technical difficulties, it appeared to me. Did you pick up on those? Um, It seemed more... Yeah, maybe a little. I felt like she seemed a little bit... I don't know what it was. Like, out of breath or a little bit frazzled or maybe just emotionally overwhelmed. But something was off a little bit. Like, at one point, she's has to like kind of change costumes and move to another part of the stage and you could tell that there was like a mix-up or something and then yeah she felt like out of breath like she couldn't exactly sing in parts of it and was just the vibe during her performance was the same as the rest of the evening where everything felt like it could have just used like one or two more run-throughs and was kind of (laughs) shoved together at the last minute where people like didn't really know where to stand or didn't really know what was going on the like audio quality wasn't great you couldn't tell sort of who was singing or who wasn't at any given moment yeah Um, it wasn't my favorite ariana moment but it was also yeah i don't know what she was trying to do with the three songs she picked and and all of Ariana's stands were like oh such a symbolic end to the era and I just didn't feel that but I love thank you next I feel like she should have gotten something but she was happy to just perform I guess so then we get Billie Eilish who performs like a very stripped down version of when the party's over which I thought was good yeah I did but I again I was just like I wanted people to be energized I was just like I mean she has a great voice and it's a lot of fun to see it stripped down like that but bad guy was the nominated song of the night so it seems weird that there was no bad guy performance yes yes that is true I feel like they should pick something where it's like okay all the best song nominees, like all those people get to sing. They have to sing whatever the best song nominee was. They can yeah. add another song or whatever if they want to. But like that should be standard instead yeah. of this random hodgepodge. Because for as weird as that first half was, I feel like this is sort of the line of demarcation where the rest <laughs> of the show then just like tumbles into oddities. <laughs> Next up, we have Aerosmith and Run yes. DMC performing (laughs) why were either of these groups there why were they performing together why were they performing tonight do you have any insight onto this they were terrible it's like i hated seeing like on twitter people were like who's aerosmith like that's disrespectful but it was weird that they had no reason to be there but the grammys always does that they like pull up like random people to perform they make weird matches like i think that's part of their charm i guess um, but it was just a little bit weird, a little bit unexpected, I'd say. <laughs> well, I like it when they do a pairing that's sort of like someone who's nominated and then their mentor, where you're like, oh, Ariana Grande loves Madonna. <laughs> so we're going to do a song, you know, where it's like the two right. of them are singing together or whatever. Like, that's fun. But what I don't need is when you just take two random has been groups that aren't nominated (laughs) and give them a whole like free run of the stage 
where they yeah. sort of just like go all over the place. There's no production value at all. It's just like a disaster. And you yeah. can tell that the cameramen are like, what is happening? No one is doing what they're <laughs> supposed to be doing. I think they're like going on a tour now. So I think they're meant to promote that but it didn't really stick the landing i mean if they're going on a tour i did not get that so <laughs> then we get the lil nas x performance yes. with bts and billy ray cyrus and the yodeling kid and diplo <laughs> i think i thought this was good this was yeah, fun he to was me. having fun he he is a fun guy to watch because he knows that it's like you know I, I don't think he had any delusions about winning or, uh, you know, beating out Billy for any of these categories, but he was having a fun time and he really gave that song his all. Whenever he does it, mm-hmm. he just remixes it in some weird way. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's great. Like he knows why he's there. He sticks it. And yeah, it's like bring in BTS, have him do a little yeah. weird mashup like BTS is a nominated. But oh, well, you know, it's like it's yeah. a good whoever was in charge of that number. Great. Bring them back next year to produce the whole thing. <laughs> then we have Demi Lovato is here. Yes. Why? I do not know. Singing a, like, Was she nominated? I don't think so. No, she was promoting her new single. It was a comeback moment. It was it was the musical industry pulling its arms around this um, damaged woman to say like, you're home, you're safe. Like we love you. Like it was, I thought honestly it was the most powerful moment of the night, except for maybe Alicia Keys Kobe tribute. Cause I, I mean, I don't love Demi Lovato. I struggle with her sometimes, but I really thought this performance was a very strong comeback for her. I mean, I thought it was a good performance. Like, Like, if I watched this video on YouTube, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is great. But I sort of don't understand with, like, why within this evening (laughs) and with these award shows where you're always sort of, like, pressed for time or whatever, why she was there performing this song that's, like, not a that's not a hit yet but i guess now that i'm looking at the list it's like she is one of the bigger like name recognition stars who's still doing things so i guess that's probably why she got this spot oh 100 percent. i mean it was to promote their new single just like jonas brothers saying their new single that came out that night or something so it's like i think sometimes the grammys do that where it's like they know they're a vehicle for promotion and that's how they can sometimes get these bigger names to show up. And um, yeah, I mean, I see your point that maybe if people aren't nominated, they shouldn't be performing. But I think again, that's been part of the Grammys brand is just highlighting music as it's happening. Like it's a very live organism. It's not like focused only on the things that are nominated, but just the continuing musical events that are happening yeah i guess that's true so then we get another (laughs) tribute in our the nipsey hustle tribute with dj collett kirk franklin meek mill john legend roddy rich and yg and this is like a raucous affair everyone is all (laughs) over the place it is crazy Mm. they're singing this song higher which was nominated did you have any thoughts on this tribute no i didn't know any of them (laughs) I mean, th- we'll get to this in when we get to the awards section, but it's like Nipsey Hussle died. They're doing this tribute for him, which is great. Then they're they're giving out so few awards that evening, and you look down the list of like, oh, what's getting given out? And it's like best 
rap sung performance, which is like, that's a weird (laughs) award to give out during the ceremony if you're only giving out nine awards and then you're like oh look who one of the nominees is nipsey yeah. hustle it's like well clearly this is like what this is all <laughs> circling around yeah so then rosalia performs with like yeah. a bunch of people dressed up like the cast of us <laughs> yeah it was there it happened and like at this point it, i'm just so fatigued that anyone yeah. who gets on the stage is like dead to me you know it's like no (laughs) let's just get to the awards alicia keys does another performance at this point which i don't think we necessarily needed her comes out and performs which is great but it's another slow song she's at a piano like okay then bonnie Raitt comes out to do a tribute to some guy named john prine who i'd never heard (laughs) of and and it's like why are we giving why is it a tribute to him why do we need to do this i guess maybe they gave him an honorary award or something but it just felt like slow at this part of the night like Nothing high energy. Then we get Gary Clark Jr. doing a performance. (laughs) What is that? Trombone Shorty doing a tribute to Dr. John. What are these (laughs) words I'm even saying? Yeah, no, this last part was very tough. It was, uh, and you're just like waiting. Yeah. You're just waiting for these awards. And then we get to the final performance of the evening, which is the most bizarre like i'm in a dream world type thing it's a tribute to music education and (laughs) kenneth ehrlich who i guess is like a composer or something it's ben platt cindy lopper john legend (laughs) misty copeland camilla cabello back from the grave gary clark jr and common performing what i guess is a song from the old tv show fame it's like the most (laughs) random mix of people doing a tribute to something that doesn't need to be tributed to it's so late in the evening it's like just what was happening (laughs) who put this together it was a it was a hot mess the graphics the uh the camera cuts there was a lot going on and none of it was good and speaking of bad graphics, the in memoriam section looked like it had been put together <laughs> by an intern on PowerPoint six minutes before they aired it. It probably was, yeah. It was a tough week for the Grammys. <laughs> well, okay, that's all 900 of the performances. Do you have any other takes on the performances or the evening oh, or anything else that happened before we get into um, the awards? Um, No, not really. I mean, there were only like, what, like, what did you say was the running count of which awards were televised? Like nine? Nine. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, four of them were Billie Eilish, who who seemed surprised to be there and um, a little panicked to be winning so often. So she, uh, she, she didn't give the greatest speeches, but there was something endearing about that fact alone. So, Well, I mean, I guess just like going through the ones that they gave out in order and then we can i guess talk about whatever things that were given off off stage if we want to so first up is best pop solo performance which lizzo wins for truth hurts she's nominated up against spirit by beyonce who's not there yeah bad guy by Billie eilish seven rings by ariana grande and you need to calm down by taylor swift who's also not there so it's like Two of the nominees aren't there, and yet this is one of the nine nom- or one of the nine <laughs> awards they're giving out. So you already know it's like Lizzo, Billie Eilish, or Ariana Grande. In yeah. hindsight, I think they just wanted Lizzo to give a speech for something because <laughs> they thought it would be good TV. So that's why they gave this award out. Yes, 
I mean, Truth Hurts is an iconic song. And I feel like it did really hit a cultural boiling point oh, yeah. last year. So I think I supported this win. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a good win, too. I, I feel like now I'm just looking more. It's like, why was this <laughs> award selected to be given out yeah. is my new yeah. game of playing. It's because they couldn't so give everything like, to Billy. So. Yeah, they needed to like do a bait and yeah. switch since she was getting everything later. So then we get best country duo group. <laughs> a very specific, yeah. Yes, Dan and Shay who win. And then they're up against Brooks and Dunn, Brothers Osborne, Little Big Town, and Marin Morris, who is also not there that evening. <laughs> um, Dan and Shay win. I sort of don't know why they gave out this award other than they just felt like they needed to give out some kind of country award. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. It was, it's a weird award. It's quite the tongue twister. I don't know why they have to specify it's the duo slash group performance, but congrats to them. I've never heard the song, but I'm happy for them. Well, and it just does, it also doesn't make sense. Like if you're thinking, okay, we got to give out an award like to each group. Like, why don't you do album of the year to each group or like song (laughs) of the year for each group? Instead, it's like for pop, we're doing pop solo performance for country, we're doing duo or group. For rap, we're doing album. You know, it's just like yeah. such a random mix. Then we get best comedy album in here, <laughs> which Dave Chappelle wins, but he's not there for. But I guess he was supposed to be there for, but because he was there later in the evening and he just got delayed in traffic. Oh. So it's like nobody even was. So they're like, well, we'll accept this award on his behalf or whatever. <laughs> like, okay. Also a weird choice, frankly, but. Congrats to him. I think they just want those celebrities there because it's like yeah. Trevor Noah, Ellen DeGeneres, and Jim Gaffigan were all other nominees and all of them were presenters at some point later. Oh, so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, he won. And that was, you know, that carved a minute off of our runtime. So, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> then we get the best rap album where Igor. Uh, by Tyler the Creator wins, beats out yes. Meek Mill, Twenty One Savage, uh, Dreamville, and YBN Corday, which was cool. It was his first uh, Grammy. Um, and then my favorite part, honestly, of the evening was backstage when he was being asked about how it felt to win amidst all this like drama. He was he gave a very honest answer, and he's like, honestly, the Grammys are a complicated thing for me, and like it sucks that when guys like me make anything that's genre bending they put us in the rap or urban category and he said urban just feels like a politically correct way to say the n-word to me so it was like a ballsy honest like recognition that this award while very exciting very you know nice to be seen doesn't ultimately mean that much by a by a group that refuses to recognize that maybe people of color and and genre bending rap slash hip hop slash country or whatever maybe deserve more than just these weird side categories they make. So he was keeping it real. <laughs> yeah, probably won't win anything else from yeah. the Academy in any time soon, <laughs> but, but good for it. him. Yeah. So now we get to the first big category of the year, which is song of the year. Yeah. And Every year, there's always the question, what's the difference between Song of the Year and Record of the Year? Song of the Year is for songwriters, and Record of the Year is for the producers, based on what I have gathered. How you judge the difference between the two of those, really, I'm not sure, but sure, we'll go with it. Well, it's like, it's lyrics versus 
the song as a whole, you know? Yeah, but then some of the songs that get nominated, like, in these categories, kind of don't make sense. You oh, know yeah. I mean? No, de- they definitely don't make sense. It's sort of like the best editing versus sound mixing and uh, sound mixing versus sound whatever in uh, the Oscars. I don't think people understand it even when they're voting for it, but... <laughs> So Song of the Year, the nominees are Bad Guy by Billie Eilish, which wins. Always Remember Us This Way from A Star is Born by Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah. and, which, I was like, wait, so I was confused by song? this. Yes. Well, because Shallow was nominated last year in yes. the same category. And I was like, how does this yes. work? But I guess I had always thought that since the Grammys are like in January, that they went on full calendar year, but they oh, don't. No, they don't. They go to like through October or whatever. So I guess last year Shallow came out before the date, but then the rest of the album from A Star Is Born came out after the date. So that was eligible this year and not last year, which is strange. This was also Taylor Swift's category, who was the only solo songwriter (laughs) nominated. Yes, (laughs) for Lover. And then Hard Place by her, Bring My Flowers Now by Tanya Tucker, Norman freaking Rockwell, as they kept saying <laughs> last night, by Lana Del Rey. Someone You Love by Louis Capaldi and Truth Hurts by Lizzo. Yeah. Do you feel like Billie Eilish's Bad Guy was the best written song of the year? Um, I mean, no. I honestly think Lana Del Rey or Biased, maybe it may be Lover, honestly, just lyric wise, had more going for it, but... Even Truth Hurts, but Truth Hurts was written by like 17 people. So I feel like once you have that many writers on board, it sort of feels watered down to give it the best writing award. But well, and it's so weird that like Billie Eilish, like bad guy has like some fun lyrics or whatever, but a lot of the song, there's not even singing going on in it. It feels weird that that is nominated here up against like this Tanya Tucker song, which... (laughs) I don't know why exactly that's like some of these things are really popular. Some of these things are not popular at all. The fact that Billie Eilish won all of these categories to me feels like these old men saying like, oh, you know what will be edgy and make all the kids like us? We'll just give everything to Billie Eilish. (laughs) But I think Billie Eilish herself, along with everyone else, was like... (laughs) But wait, like, yes, Bad Guy's a great song, but like these other things are good. Like when she won this award, I think she was just happy to win it. Yeah. But it sort of became like secondhand embarrassment as we moved on. (laughs) Yeah. Her and her brother were both always just confused and her brother ended up making a lot of the speeches. But he was like, yeah, we just make music in a bedroom together. Like, and they let us do that. So this is to all the kids who are making music in their bedrooms. And that was the award speech. Well, because um, how old is Billie Eilish? She's like she's, 16 or something. I think she just turned 18. But yeah. Okay. Like she's super young. And he, I think, like was a musician kind of separately of her. And then like does all of her production work. And she yeah. sings on the song. So it's like, yeah, there are like a weird like tag team yeah. of a group. Um, then we get that weird best rap song performance that goes to the Nipsey Hustle uh, thing, which is just so out of left field. Yeah. And that they like made Sharon Osbourne like read off all the nominees. Like instead of putting a package together, they made her read off all of these rapper names. Yeah. And it was like, is this a joke? Is this a bit? Like it felt 
like why didn't they just put a package together? I was so confused. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I don't think it was a joke. I don't think it, she was doing it to be funny. I think it was just a sad misstep once again in the night. <laughs> Best new artists. The nominees are Billie Eilish, Black Pumas, Lil Nas X, Lizzo, Maggie Rogers, Rosalia, Tank, and the Bangas, and Yola. Yeah. Billie Eilish wins this, which I feel like that is more that defensible. Makes sense. Yeah. Because Lizzo is a little old news. Lil Nas is like a one-hit guy so far. And Billie Eilish is definitely the most recognized name of the bunch. So it would make sense that she's made the bigger splash. Yeah. So I think I think that makes sense in that category. Now we get to the final two awards of the night. So album of the year, which Billie Eilish also wins for her yeah. <laughs> album, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go, beats out Bonnie Vare's I I, Lana Del Rey's Norman Freaking Rockwell, <laughs> Ariana Grande's Thank You Next, Hers, I Used to Know Her, Lil Nas X's Seven, Lizzo's Cause I Love You, and Vampire Weekend's Father of the Bride. I listened to Billie Eilish's album today, <laughs> and it is, like, good. But you cannot tell me that it is better than a lot of these other ones like it's just ludicrous that she won this she thought so too <laughs> this is the one where while they were naming the nominees she was just on her screen being like please don't be me please don't be me please don't be me right yes yeah and, and then, then she once wins she, it and goes up yeah. there <laughs> once she wins it she's like this should have been ariana's which is a cute um recognition for ariana because i really do like thank you next as an album i think it is some strong songwriting some great music i also think lana del rey is way overdue for recognition and i don't know a lot of the other ones because i don't honestly listen to a lot of music because i'm basic but it was sort of a strange and it just felt like yeah i mean not that not that every time someone sweeps an award show that means it wasn't well earned but it just felt like at this point the Academy didn't know any of the other people. So they just kept giving her stuff. And it's like, I think they also like to be the people who, you know, discovered someone or knew the talent early on. And so they're like, let's get in on the ground floor and just give her everything without really thinking about it. Cause I'm sure Billie Eilish is very talented and I'm sure she's going to make a better album than her first one, you know? And it feels like if you, are giving it to like the big best-selling pop star kind of album you give it to ariana grande so like if that yeah. if she wins that that makes sense thank you next was a huge album it had a bunch of big hits on it it's been you know like rocking and rolling for like a whole year if you don't give it to ariana grande i feel like you give it to one like vampire weekend or bonnie Vare or lana del rey like one of these things that feels like okay well that's the artsy choice maybe it's not as popular (laughs) but like it's more artistically pleasing like that album is really great but giving it to Billie eilish who herself felt like album they just kind of like threw together it didn't feel like as earned as some of these other albums did you know yeah but that being said like she's obviously very talented and it was kind of sad to see her be so anxious about winning because it's like she has admitted that she gets a lot of hate from people who are like she doesn't deserve this she's too young like this is a disaster where does she go from here so I'm sure part of her was very (laughs) unexcited to be the winner of so many awards because it just gives fuel to this fire of like hatred and cynicism and well, does she deserve it type of stuff. Because, I mean, yeah, five of the nine awards of the night went directly to her. So 
it was basically yeah. the Billie Eilish show. Mm-hmm. And it's not over. <laughs> yeah, because then the final award of the night is Record of the Year, which she wins for Bad Guy, up yeah. against Bonnie Vare's Hey Ma, Ariana Grande's Seven Rings, Her's Hard Place, Khalid's Talk, Lil Nas X's Old Town Road, Lizzo's Truth Hurts, and Post Malone's Sunflower. Was Post Malone even there? I don't think so. That's wild. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, he's a big name, and, like, he could have yeah. been a performer. No? Yeah, okay. no, it was, a, it was a weird show is the main takeaway of the evening. And it's also weird that they ended on this award. It seems like the bigger one is album of the year, but... Yeah, I I think they usually end on album. So I was... I thought I, too. For a second, I was like, did I miss record? Like, was I in the bathroom or something? But yeah. no, they just gave it out last. I don't know. <laughs> they had to end on the bad guy note. Be like, remember this song? Boom. Well, circle. and then Billie Eilish... So she had just won album of the year. So her and her brother are like backstage when they're <laughs> announcing record of the year. And you can tell that again, they're like, nami, nami, nami. Yeah. They get nom, they win. They sort of come out like embarrassed looking. <laughs> All they say is thank you. And then they shuffle back down <laughs> the stairs and off stage. They're like, oh gosh, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a tough um, starting point, you know? Like, that's a lot to live up to. I was looking at the list of, like, people who have won a lot of awards in one evening. And it is a lot of, like, very young women early in their career who then sort of, like, don't get that recognition again later on. I mean, even, like, Beyonce had this happen to her for like the I am Sasha Fierce year. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, I don't think anyone thinks that that's her best album or like close to her best album, but she hasn't gotten that recognition for later stuff. So yeah, it's just the pretty young women who get it before they've become political, before they've become tainted by opinions and personality. So (laughs) they give them to them while they're malleable. If you can hang around till you're 95, they might nominate your country <laughs> album and let you perform again. So yeah, there's plus sides. <laughs> um, do you have anything else you want to talk about on the Grammys? Oh, Any no, of these other awards that were delivered yeah. <laughs> off stage? Did Taylor no, Swift win a... anything? No, I no, she did not. I mean, she was only nominated for three things. Did she win Beyonce? Beyonce won for like best music video or some like she won for the Coachella thing. Oh, right, right, right. But again, yeah. in like a weird category that right. wasn't televised. Yeah. So, no, I mean, it's a huge list. It didn't feel if it's not important to the Grammys show, then it's not important to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Never again. But OK, you got to go watch The Bachelor. I mean, yes. I also have to watch The Bachelor. <laughs> Poor me. Um, leave us a review. Follow us on social media at PS You're Wrong. We'll be back next week with our big fun. Oh, yes. Rankings. 2019 film rankings oh, episode, man. which will be exciting. So that means so we won't have an movies. episode Tuesday. We'll just have the big old long one on <laughs> Thursday. So get looking forward to that, people. Yes. <laughs> it's a long list and you got Matt's weird math to make sense of it. So... Yeah, and Shelby's weird picks of bad (laughs) movies that somehow or another are in her top ten. So be excited. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.